Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You've reached the Murder Between Friends podcast with Sherilyn Dale and Gavin Fish. Please stay on the line. This week's episode starts in 3, 2, 1. Jennifer, I don't know if I, I, I think I did mention last week, Gavin and I were speaking to another family who is also having to deal with exhuming a body just for answers. And instantly as we, as we were talking about that with Danielle, I thought, oh my gosh, we have to talk to Jennifer. Cause I think people don't understand what happens behind the scenes, you know, in, in all of these cases and everything that is required to simply get justice when you think that that should just be easy, when we can all look and see, you know, black and white, this was not a suicide or in Amanda's case from last week, this was not an overdose. Um, same with Tehran, actually, right? right? That's also what they're trying to right. say. Um, it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't come to these lengths but first before we get into that if anybody's listening right now that isn't familiar with um Tehran's case can you just catch us up with that um so i organized and led uh blm potsdam new york in june 2020 um, my son Tehran evans jr moved to potsdam just a couple weeks later he protested with me from the time he got there um in september 2020 he met a woman that he started dating and october 2020 he told me that her and him broke up <clears throat> um and her words were that or excuse me his words were she said he said she was crazy and that she said he was good she was gonna kill him um also in october 2020 i sat down with the you gotta excuse me i'm just so tired um i sat down no take no, your that's time okay jennifer please. Uh, with the st lawrence county district attorney gary pasqua in october 2020 um requesting him to refer the case of a little boy who I had been um, pretty vocal about since I started Black Lives Matter. Um, the little boy's name is Garrett Phillips and he was unalived in his home in Potsdam, New York um, 11 years ago now. Uh, and so I was requesting a, a district attorney to refer that case to the attorney general. That was again in October 2020. At that time, the attorney, excuse me, the district attorney said he would run it by his chief ADA. Um, on January 8th, 2021, Tehran's girlfriend, um, who I later found out her and her son are both police informants, they claimed that Tehran unalived himself in their home in Potsdam. Also on January 8th, 2021, the chief ADA resigned. There were five responding officers. I only received one body cam video. 
which was redacted down to two minutes and 36 seconds. Um, I was denied the supposed suicide note, the other body cam videos, statements. There were five people interviewed. I didn't get any of their statements. So it's a lot missing. The now, one you went through the whole FOIL process? Yeah, yeah. And did, did you go through the whole New York State FOIL process? Yes, I did. And I was told by the county attorney that I needed to become Tehran's um, executive of a state to get his uh, yeah. belongings and to get uh, stuff through the foil, which I already knew I wasn't going to be able to get any of this stuff, the um, Tehran's personal belongings, because Crystal had already denied that to me and the sheriffs. All I really wanted was everything I requested through foil, you know, so I was denied pretty much everything. This is something that I think a lot of listeners may not understand. Uh, in, in many states, Jennifer would be considered Tehran's next of kin. Tehran wasn't married to, to this woman, right. right? So Jennifer would be her next of kin. And so she would be entitled to, you know, by default, and I'm not using the right legal terms, but by default, she would be entitled to his estate anything that has to do with his estate. But in the state of New York, they make you jump through these legal hoops in order to officially become the administrator of the estate. This is the same thing that Leslie Brill Meserol had to do with the Amanda Winkowski case. It's what the Greenbergs have had to do with their daughter's case, Ellen Greenberg, in the state of, of Pennsylvania. And they're making you jump through those hoops just, just to get information about what they're claiming is a non-crime, right? a suicide. And, and I, got, I got the certificates um, for executor of a state for all his personal belongings, but they still denied me anything as far as FOIL. They said that that doesn't go have anything to do with that, even after the county attorney told me that's what I needed to do to get his personal belongings and all the stuff through FOIL. So what are they saying your next steps are for that, or are they just simply shutting that so, down? So the... District attorney is refusing to refer to Ron's case to the attorney general. I put in another FOIL request uh, and still have been denied uh, everything that I've asked for, except this time I was told about the suicide note. I needed to contact Meta myself and get it. And who did you need to contact? Meta, because the supposed suicide note was supposed to be put on Facebook, and this girl, Krista. Oh, so like Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. <laughs> you're, oh, you're supposed to get a hold you of have Mark to Zuckerberg. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. my gosh! So it was okay, supposedly so posted on Facebook and then deleted or something? Supposedly. That's I, what she said. Deleted. That's what. Yeah. I've heard that it was deleted. I never got to see it. As soon as I somebody forwarded right. me the speed mentality page that this note supposed to be on that I never saw before so by the time I went to click on it I was already blocked and she like she blocked me from everything and I say she because yes I, so I believe she has control over that account yeah we be we believe that sh that the the girlfriend did Gavin so um, what Jennifer's talking about is um, a, p a page was created with Tehran's face saying uh, that the name was speed mentality um, and then this is where he put his 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 note on and didn't you also say that uh, some of the posts were rather um i don't know uh suspicious like it, they didn't sound at all like tehran like very religious and stuff yeah. and he didn't you know yeah there was uh, a um he wouldn't right. post like that so there was one post on there that people told me that they saw and this was the only post that they ever saw on there prior to this supposed suicide note that nobody ever saw and it basically he had a picture uh with a shirt off 
talking about a stab wound and it said in there you know God has other plans for me he, you know um, somebody tried to rob my life but God had other plans you know this and that and I know for myself Tehran uh, was studying to be Muslim um, and I never heard Tehran right. God 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 you know never so that was that was suspicious to me right. to you know see that post right like the whole the whole Facebook just didn't seem like it was being run by him at all and now now this is like where he allegedly writes this right and then there's it, note that what, you have to contact Mark, Mark right Zuckerberg. and then Crystal's the only friend on there on that page so. right and that was it too she was the only friend on the page yeah. and blocked you yeah. What is that reference? The speed mentality. What's what is that referring speed, to? Does that have anything to do with Toronto? S P I I mentality. I have no clue. Hmm. Hmm. So it wasn't anything that he like an alter ego or something that you ever. Not that I know of had heard from him. Can you talk a little, we talked a little bit about it on text, but I'd love to kind of know how you got to this point now and, and what the next steps are. You have been told that you need to exhume Turan's body, have a second autopsy done and have him reburied. Um, can you kind of tell us why we're here right now? What, what's got, why we're at this point? Um, yeah, that makes me sick just thinking of it. Um, so yeah. I've talked to someone from the NAACP and I was told that I need to basically get him exhumed, get another autopsy done. And that would be the best thing for this, for that second autopsy to contradict the first one, which will prove that there was no suicide and that there is a cover up. Um, in that case, then okay. oh, lawyers will run at me. <laughs> Everybody will want the case then. What is it about the first autopsy that you find objectionable that you're disputing or you don't believe, I guess? Okay, so there's there's a couple things. On the autopsy, well, first of all, Crystal and her son say that Tehran took over 60 pills. On the autopsy, there's no sign of pills. Nothing in his stomach, no residue in or around his mouth, no signs of throw up. On the toxicology, it says a potentially lethal dose, okay? Doesn't say that it's a lethal dose. Um, on the, what do you call it, the death certificate, I found out that mm -hmm. that was certified before the toxicology uh, even came back and was already labeled a suicide. Um, so there's just a, everything, <laughs> you know? Um, then there was a group of people who looked at everything um, and from what they saw, between the pictures that I took of Tehran and all the medical and you know everything they looked at, they they see that in their opinion he was as asphyxiated. Now, the toxicology came back. Let's see. I'm trying to remember the pills that he supposedly would have taken there that Crystal claimed. Right. Well, Butrin, right? Well, Butrin, which is very hard to overdose right. on. She said it was his bottle. What is Well Butrin? It's for antidepressant anxiety like I, I've taken it it's you, you and you're not gonna give people who are depressed like really lethal medication to help balance them out you know like it just, and I thought that was, was kind it of his weird. medication it doesn't make a lot I, I thought that was kind of weird too because well she said it was his bottle and her bottle but it's supposedly from the same therapist like the same day pretty much yeah. around the same day prescribed and all that for both of them they both got prescribed this, yeah, right. They they both got prescribed Wilbutrin on the same day from the same I, I, therapist? I believe it was the same day, yeah. Same therapist, definitely. So and Wilbutrin, the toxicology did say that Wilbutrin was in his body, 
right? Which it would be if he was prescribed. Yep, it, that's what the toxicology said. But right. did it did it did toxicology have any it, like specific you know whatever milligrams per milliliter? You know what did it, how much did it say was in yep. there? And that's another it, thing too. So they specifically toxicology measured that, right? And and that's another thing too on um, to run uh, the emergency form with the emergency contact and all that stuff. So it has Tehran's uh, name and address, which would have been my address in Potsdam. But it also had next of kin Crystal with my address, and her phone number was actually the number that I had for Tehran. And people that I know said that the number listed for Tehran was actually Crystal's phone number. Yes. Uh, on the on what next of kin form was that? Um, from the hospital, from the emergency room. The form that has like the insurance information, you know, all his personal information next to kin. Yeah. Yeah. And they just wow. and they had just met in August of that year. Well over September. This happened in yeah. January. It was right? about September that they met. September. And all of a sudden he, she's on all of his insurance next of kin. Yeah. That is. Um, and also, uh, the other thing wow. about, well, the medical records and stuff, Tehran's temperature was 97.7 just a couple minutes before he passed. So if he um, ate two bottles of pills, like her son said, they would have showed up. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm just looking for this paper. And he also, and I, I think this is also important too, is that, um, you know, there's, it feels like you kind of have to defend Tehran's character and stuff and, and for people just to assume, oh, it's an overdose, oh, it was this. Like he wasn't a, a, a drug user and even um, you had a conversation with Crystal's son who would have seen him in those, you know, the last few weeks, months and said to you, oh, we know for sure that this wasn't a drug overdose because I've never seen yeah, Tehran use he drugs. He said that. Yeah, he was with yeah, he said Tehran didn't use drugs. I can promise you that. Yeah, exactly. All right, bupropion, 63 ml, hydroxy bupropion, 1600, gabapentin, 33. These are milligrams oh, per milliliter? Yeah, NG slash ML, and then THC. No, I was just going to, like, for our viewers slash listeners, this is the way toxicology works. There, there are two stages to the way they do toxicology. The first is... Uh, qualitative is what they call it they're just saying they're just looking yes or no is this thing in the sample that we have right okay. and then what they'll do after that once something is shown to be in the system they'll do a quantitative it actually takes a lot of work to do a quantitative test it, that's why toxicology takes a long time sometimes okay. so the fact that they went through and did the quantitative test, I don't know, to me that, that just speaks to them wanting to either reinforce what the medical examiner has already said or maybe, um, maybe dispute it. But the medical examiner said potentially a, a lethal dose of Welbutrin. Yeah. Oh, see, that is so non-scientific to me. That is so non-scientific to me. Kills me. Yeah, yeah. Well, just it, it it sounds like I yeah it says that. <laughs> you know like just being like so oh, yeah the word the words exactly are the gabapentin is in the therapeutic ranges this is the toxicology the hydroxybupropion okay. is in the usual toxic the bupropion is in the potentially lethal range so they have some type of spectrum with different ranges I guess ah. Yeah. Uh. 
Hmm. Okay, and so um, I, I guess I think it's important for everybody to also know how much it's this fight costs and how yeah. families are just not ever prepared for this. This is not, you know, like we, we talk about like, oh, let, let's get life insurance. Let's get disability insurance. Nobody is equipped to fight for justice for their loved one. And so just for you to do this first step of arguing the autopsy, this is around like a 25000 to $30,000 cost mm -hmm. for you. Um, so we, you and I have talked, I, I want to update everybody because um, people are, have been asking about Tehran's case. So let, we, we'd like to, you know, try to get a fundraiser going to do, to, to help with this, with this cost. After that, I think that it's also important to know, then you have legal costs, right? So um, it's, it's, it's so much easier said than done. And I think that people don't right. understand that, what this entails to, to fight for. So, and at this point you don't right. have a lawyer yet, right? Somebody asked right. me that the other day. Right. You don't, right? And, and okay. you know, it's just, it's just upsetting, okay. man, that, you know, you, we grow up and, and we learn things about our country and, you know, we can't wait to that age to vote and, and this and that. And then you learn how that's all they want is our vote because nothing else matters, you know? And we live in a place where, like I said, pretty much we gotta, um, we have to pay it forward uh, to pay for our own justice, you know, just in case, um, you know, and, and especially for people like myself who, who speak up and, you know, even like yourselves, you know, um, it's something we have to prepare for and, and it's not, it's not normal you know it shouldn't be at least um but it's just it's sad that parents and and loved families have to go through this rather than our government officials doing their jobs and listening to the people and investigating these deaths this isn't just a problem in st lawrence county new york state this is a problem across america um but it, it's just sad yeah. that we have to go through this how can we believe in anybody we vote for when we call on them and they don't respond? Oh, it's extremely discouraging and, and, and makes you just, it gives me anxiety just thinking about it because exactly like you're saying, you, you, you're you're made to trust, right? Like you have all your faith in the world. You just think, oh, you know, the, the justice system will prevail. No one ever thinks that this is what they're going to have to do if they're ever faced with a situation that no one ever wants to be in anyways. I mean it's horrific no mother should have, ever have to lose a child and then to have to do this behind the scenes i mean i, I don't want to speak for you but it almost seems like you're not even allowed to grieve your son right now because you're uh, in fight I, mode i haven't you know i just constantly feel sick yeah sick to my stomach you know and i just want i just want the truth and justice for my son and i would prefer it if our system would do something that it's not used to doing and actually work for the people, all people at all times. It sounds to me like the idea of getting the second autopsy is to take a closer look at the idea that he may have been smothered, right? So looking for signs of how he died that could have been other than a an overdose of Welbutrin. Right. So yes. there, w there would be signs which as lay people you all of us, we we don't know, but there are likely signs that would point to uh, asphyxiation, 
Is that is that kind of the idea? Am I getting right. that right? It's it's not only that because that's not the only thing I've you know been told. Like when it first happened, I was told that he was shot in her kitchen. You know, um, so it's to basically rule out the overdose of Wellbutrin, period, and find what the real cause was. Right. And so are, um, do you already have um, all of that preparation? Like, do we, do we have a, a, a second medical examiner who is willing to take on Toronto's not yet. No, second I don't. autopsy? No, where not we, yet. Not yet? Okay. I can probably help you with that yeah. as far as point you where to go. I was just going to say, okay. Gavin, yeah, I was just going to say, Gavin, do we know how to... Uh, Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Jennifer, let's. Um, I want everybody to be directed to. Where are you most active? TikTok, yes. I think. Right. You keep everybody yeah. updated. Yeah. It TikTok. seems to be a better um, okay. response. I have more people helping. Um, you know, it's a lot better. It is. I, I do love TikTok for that. The algorithm is quite favorable. It can be a little bit dicey, yeah. but for the most part, I mean, that's how I found you. You know, my viewers were on TikTok right. and found you and. That's that's right. how we got to meet. So um, anybody listening who wants to follow and send support and love to Jennifer. Jennifer, what is your TikTok? Uh, is it, it Jennifer is. Faction? There's uh, Justice for Tehran forever and uh, Jen okay. Thomas Bidwell. Okay. We, we can so put those links in the description and in the show notes. Okay. The description. Yeah. Um, that's. Okay. Uh, and Jennifer. So I also added like to the list of people to contact. I don't. If, I don't know if you can add on to that. Um, but the New York State Police, uh, and that would be Lieutenant Colonel Richard Mazone and Major Anthony Oliver. Okay. So the number is five one eight eight nine seven two zero zero zero, and that would be to request them to investigate the death of Teron Evans Jr. in Potsdam, New York, because it's actually- Who was the investigative agency? The crime happened in Potsdam, New York, in the town of Potsdam, okay? So the closest law enforcement agency was Potsdam Police. So they responded first, but the, uh, what you just called it, Lord have mercy. Uh, the investigating agency is St. Lawrence County Sheriff's Department. The sheriffs took it over? Yes, the sheriffs. Huh. And one of the same sheriffs that I had already been calling out in regards to Garrett Phillips' murder, Deputy Sheriff John Jones, who was right. Garrett Phillips' mother's ex-boyfriend, he showed up at the scene of the crime, at the scene of my son's death also. And the New York State Police even seem are actually <laughs> the independent investigators for Garrett Phillips case the little boy I was already trying to get justice for before my son's death right that everybody in Potsdam was pretty much knowing that you were exactly on the right track but everybody was so fearful and saying you know don't yeah talk about it leave it alone um, even one uh, resident of Potsdam who worked at a bar where the uh, law enforcement frequented um, overheard them saying you know I just she just keeps bringing up the past. She just keeps bringing up the past in regards to Garrett Phillips' case and how much they don't like me for that reason. And that was before my son's death. So there's a lot of people. That's odd because this is a, yeah, investigators who want to get to the bottom of crimes, they continue to investigate sometimes decades after the fact, right? Right. So why would they be concerned about bringing up the past? They should be looking for the killer. To protect this, their own, possibly. Of this kid. 
<laughs> yeah, because the because the sheriff was Garrett Garrett's mom's right. ex boyfriend, who she was. She was yeah, she was. was. She, she had um, written and had notarized uh, notes in regards to her fear of Deputy Sheriff John Jones for her, her and her boys. Now, have you been in contact with these new, with the new police department and these new detectives and, and given them, you know, like put Tehran's name on the radar. So if people contact, they're like, okay, we've got some momentum here. Um, no, actually that. I'm going to be calling the New York state police and letting them know that everybody else knows, okay. but the New York state police, okay. I already actually, they know because <laughs> I talked to them early this year and already explained everything to okay. them. I'll add that on my uh, video as well for you because I don't I don't have their names on there too. But I told you what happened with my video, um, right, I Jennifer? I think you said something about because of the mention of suicide. Yeah, it was. The mention of suicide, it was, de it was, it was demonetized, which essentially to anybody who doesn't like have a YouTube channel and stuff, it's not favored because then advertisers can't put your ads on it so oh. youtube is not going to show it to people unless you're subscribed to me or unless you are actually logged into a registered youtube account and confirmed that you are over eight the age of 18 which means that your chances of getting normal views right. are very down um when you get demonetized you are able to argue it to youtube and fight the right the strike and I did, and I've had to do this in the past just because of my content. I haven't had to do this up for about a year. I know how to like get around it. I've built up a relationship with YouTube where they just trust what I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. And I argued it, and when I've argued in the past, it takes about 24 hours because somebody has to physically watch the entire video to confirm that the choice like the decision is valid or they will change it and most often they change it and this time i put in a request for a, an independent person to watch it it was pretty much as soon as i sent that request i got an email within 20 seconds in my inbox saying they've reviewed it and they stand by their decision like the video is wow. is almost an hour long I got this email instantly. I've never had that before. So, um, I mean, it just adds to everything. It just adds to how frustrating this fight is, how not as many eyes are able to get on it. And, right. Uh, and, and that's yeah. something I was going to say, too, is, you know, it helps when, in my opinion, it helps when white women speak up for Tehran more so than I because you get listened to more but at the same time you get suppressed also as in your situation you know um which is we and we spoke about that too when we had our call which mm -hmm. is a sad reality and it just it's it's the whole thing is just so broken like it shouldn't even be there that shouldn't even right. be the reality basically to stop fighting for the foil stuff because they're just going to keep fighting it and saying they don't have this and they don't have that and blah 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 and to just go with getting him exhumed getting another autopsy and then reburying him i'm still going to push for the yeah. foil also let me tell let me tell you a little a, a story that might help you when it comes to the foil okay, okay? Uh, we were just uh, Sherilyn and I were just talking to Danielle Winkowski in our last episode. Her sister uh, died in Buffalo, New York, and uh, they ruled her death an overdose. Uh, anyway, her mom, Leslie, continued to put in foil after foil after foil after foil, getting denied 
denied, denied. It's the same story that that um, you're sharing with us. She had to become the administratrix of the estate, and she had to do all these different things, right? All these hoops to jump through, and yet they still would not give her anything until one day she made a call to the Buffalo PD and the, I think it was a captain that she spoke to, said, ma'am, your daughter died of an overdose. There's nothing for us to investigate. We're not investigating it. It's not an open investigation. And once he said those words, bing, she had it. So she then went and wrote an affidavit, had it notarized, saying a captain from the Buffalo PD has said they're not investigating the case. Therefore, it is closed, and she put in a new FOIL request with that affidavit and won. Hmm. Then she got everything. Wow. She got everything. Hmm. Okay. So that, that okay. might be something that you look to do. Call people and just listen very closely to what they're telling you. And remember, in New York State, New York State is a one-party consent recording state. So you can record every conversation you have with any police anybody in the state of New York. I'm not a lawyer, but that's the way the law reads to me, okay? <laughs> you're, and you're pretty good at this stuff, Gavin. Yeah. Not, you know your way around. No, well, there you have been times where I've we wanted... That. Yeah, I've wanted to record something, and so I've gotten in my car, driven on my Mary to New York State, and I made the call because it, it, had, it had to be done that way. I can't do that in Pennsylvania. Anyway... Uh, record everything you do. <laughs> you drove there. Yeah. You drove there so that you could. That's, yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. And then so that you can prove that somebody's told you they're not investigating your son's yes. case. It's a closed case. At that point, everything is public record for the administrator of the or the administratrix of the estate. Leslie Brill Meserol got it done that way, and it took her eight years, but she got it done. Good Lord. So you can too. I believe in you. Like it, it takes she grit. Follow, she can follow suit. Yeah, exactly. She can follow suit now and and, start, and make the calls right. And some of that legwork's already been done in terms of being like, okay. And I think they've even. I think we're, you're pretty close to having people tell you that this is closed, right? Because that's what. Oh, they want they've already told me it's closed. For you too. Yeah, that was that was uh, what okay. April. Yeah. Uh, I think March, April last year. It was closed. Do you so know who get, it was who told that you that? Uh, yeah, yeah, Detective Karinji. Do you know who it was who told you the case was Detect closed? Uh, St. Lawrence County Bang. Sheriff Detective. write an affidavit. Okay. Write, write an affidavit, what he told you, the date he told you that, and then submit that with your FOIL as proof that the case is closed. Therefore, you get access to the case file. Okay. They'll make you pay for it. They'll, they'll be I like, oh, it's 25 cents a page or it's 50 cents a page. They'll like, they'll hate you for this. Okay. But who the freak cares if they hate you? Right. You know, go after yeah, exactly. them. Exactly. Well, keep us posted with that then, Jennifer. Let's, let's start there and, and, um, and, and let us know what those, the, what they come back with. Um, I'm going to do, I like to do uh, wine, wine fundraisers with my audience. Okay. So I have one on the queue to do for you and Tehran and get some attention. Um, so I'll let everybody know when I get closer to that. It'll be before the end of the year. And um, I'll have a, 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 a site. That's kind of actually what I'm waiting on right now, a legit site where everybody can kind of see where their donations are going. Um, and. Um, I don't make it exciting so that they can be like, oh, you know, like five more thousand dollars until we hit and get everybody really involved. Right. So um, I will I will keep you and everybody listening posted on 
on when we do that, but that'll be in the next couple weeks here. This is definitely a case where it's worthwhile. We should be raising money, anything that we can. 100%. Listeners, listen, and viewers, these families that have these tragedies happen to them, and tragedy is like the understatement of the century, right? There's no word strong enough or powerful enough to describe just how life-shattering this kind of stuff is. They then are abused again by a system that requires them to spend sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars just to fight for justice. And yeah, oh, it just gets under my skin. I'm just so angry about yeah. that. I would have never. Most ever people don't have the money to fight. I, you know, even. Yeah. And th and that's exactly it. Y yeah, you never know how how bad this fight is until you, you have to do it yourself. You know, prior to my son's death, I cried numerous times for for moms and dads and brothers and sisters because it hurt. But there's nothing like this. You know, and then knowing this, what you have to go through just to get truth and just and can't mourn, you don't have time for it. Exactly. And, and like you said, when we first got on, you're just exhausted. I am. And, and Sherilyn and I hear that time and time again, right? No time to mourn. I have to keep fighting. And you can't heal. Right. You can't heal if you that. can't properly mourn the loss of your loved one. Right. And, yeah. and people don't understand that, you know, and it's like they tell us what we should do. And, you know, I don't want to be mean and be like, you, you know, you go through what I'm going through. You know, it's just mean, but people don't understand. This is not something they would ever want to go through. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. And this and is why they I've should even stand heard up from and fight now. Families in your situation. Because we're supposed to be making a... Yeah, fight for somebody else so that you don't have to fight for... Yeah. So that you right. don't have to do it yourself because imagine being in this situation. Like I said too, you know, you're you're we're not equipped and, and prepared for this. We prepare for every other situation in our lives except for this corruption, murder. You know, somebody being murdered and fighting right. for justice. Like that's just. Right. Now, Leslie Brill Meserol told me one time, she's the mom of Amanda Winkowski, she's like, people don't understand how I'm feeling, and I wouldn't wish this feeling on my worst enemy. I don't want them to have to understand what I'm feeling, right, but I need them yeah. to understand exactly. what I'm feeling, you know? Exactly. It's, it's, no, thank uh, you so much for your time. Okay, Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming Jennifer. on. It, it, it means so much to us uh, to hear from you. I know how hard this is for you, how exhausted you are, and you, and I can't even imagine just having to retell the story over and over just to simply have people, you know, get mad alongside of you. And we are, we're mad, <laughs> very mad. Um, we aren't going anywhere. We're gonna do everything that we can to keep, to keep fighting for you, you, for Tehran. Um, so everybody listening, please go uh, follow Jennifer, follow along with any of her updates. And also, like I said, I'll be doing um, some fundraisers coming up here and keep you guys posted too on, on the fight. But I got goosebumps when Gavin was saying that affidavit stuff. So let, uh, let's get let's get going with that win. too right away. Here. Yeah, you can win that. I've seen it happen. Okay. You can win that. Okay. Can you um, email me, Gavin, and just kind of reiterate what you said yes exactly what i need to do okay yes um yep i'll follow up with you and then uh when it comes to finding a way to get a second autopsy i have uh well i don't have experience myself on that but leslie brill meserol does and i can reach out to her and she can she can point me in the right direction thank you
Thank you very much. Thank you. Both. Yeah, Thank you welcome. so much. The very least I could do. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I'll be in touch with you and then Gavin, you'll you'll email her. Yes. All yep. right. Thank you so much, uh. We'll talk soon. Have a good day. All right. Um you oh gosh, you I'm I'm not, I wasn't even just being theatrical. Like you I had goosebumps when you said that. I think I think we're on to something there. With yeah, the that was um with when I learned that, can you hear my dog? Can you hear I my can. dog in the background? Can you hear like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a tractor outside or something. It's like, it's like the busiest day in my tiny town outside my house. It's the worst. I'm sorry. Um, is that why you muted earlier? Yeah. Did, oh, okay. I'm like, why does Gavin mute himself? Yeah, it's just, I don't know what is going on outside, but it is loud. So maybe if I do one of these things, I don't know. But yeah. Uh, no, when I, when I first met Leslie and this is over the last couple of episodes, I've, I've been thinking about Leslie a lot. When I first met Leslie, that was probably the first time I had ever met somebody with what I now just describe as grit, the grit that is required to fight for ever, right? To not stop right. fighting. And I can tell that Jennifer has that, you know, she has that grit. She's going oh, yeah. after it. Something that the Elmquist share, that the Greenbergs yes. share, you know, they're just like, I don't care. I'm going to keep going. Um, when I found out from Leslie how she was able to get the documents after eight years of fighting with the Buffalo PD, that little trick completely worked, completely 100% worked. Wow. There's one other trick that I want to share with her. Uh, I'll, I'll do it by email, but let me share it with you just for our uh, listeners and viewers sake. Um, yes. In the United States, I don't know if this is true anywhere else, but in the United States, every um, sworn public servant. So that I mean, every sworn public servant or even people who aren't sworn, but work for sworn public servants, they have to be covered by an insurance policy that that ensures that they abide by their oath. Um, okay. I think it's just called a public servant's surety bond is usually what it's done. Sometimes it's done under like umbrella um, policies, but they are required okay. to fulfill their oath and they keep insurance in order to make sure that they do. So one of the things that in the state of New York, it's called the freedom of information law. It, People at, people at first think that I'm misspeaking. It's not FOIA in New York State. It's FOIL. It's the Freedom of Information okay, Law. Right. One of the main weapons that public servants have in their arsenal is just ignoring. Just ignoring your request. And hoping that you'll go away. Okay? So right. if they do that, they are not upholding the oath that they swore or the office holder in their department swore. So one of the little right. tricks that I do is I go and I get a copy of their insurance policy or their surety bond and I make a claim against it. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's how I got Julia Davis. That's how I got that. Didn't just, I didn't just call and they gave me 600 pages and 200 photos. <laughs> they they wow. ignored me. Yeah, they ignored me. So I started calling to the county and figuring out what the insurance policy was. I got a copy of the insurance policy. I then got a copy of the oath that the person who was ignoring me signed. And I what? filed a claim. Yeah. As soon as that Stop. claim is filed. Okay. Okay. 
then, then I got, okay, yeah, this I got is my it. stuff. So when the claims filed, then they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to listen now because they don't. So so nothing went through in terms of the claim. It was right. that got their attention and they were like, oh, okay, Correct. here you go, Gavin. Yeah, okay. I dropped my claim once they, once they sent it. But had they continued to ignore me, I would have I would have taken that claim for a million bucks. That's what the insurance policy was. <laughs> I would have taken it all the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. So, Kate, I'm, this is the most informative episode we've ever done. Well, I've and ever, people shouldn't I've have to know this crap. People like no, Jennifer shouldn't, shouldn't have now, to know but, this. And you know what? This is perfect. So they shouldn't have to know. And this is all like what we're saying, like, right? Like that is like the theme of, of this episode. I think you shouldn't have to do this. You shouldn't have to prepare for this. But you should know. Right. Like, isn't that yeah. crazy that we should know that? Like, how do we not know that we need to be equipped with this? Because this is when changes start, when more people who haven't actually personally gone through this are standing up and fighting and calling this out like that. You know, if everybody put a claim against the the officials in Tehran's case and said that they're going to go sue them for a million bucks. Can you imagine yeah. what would happen? Yeah. And those. um like those insurance policies carry a lot of weight because like they'll have a $25,000 deductible for the right. for the office holder, right? So if say they've right. got a half a million dollar coverage for, you know, keeping your oath or a million dollar coverage whatever. Anytime somebody makes a claim on that, they have to pay 25 grand. They have to pay. Right. So they take it very seriously and nobody knows about it. So as soon as I started making those calls, I can just imagine that behind the scenes, people were frantic. They're like, holy crap, there's a citizen that knows this and we've never dealt with this in 50 years. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What is he asking for? You know, why is he doing this? And then like an hour later, hey, Gavin, I was just waiting for permission to send this to you. How would you like me to deliver it your way? Oh, you know? my freaking goodness yeah that's the way it is so yeah when i found out what leslie did the, the whole affidavit thing uh she was yeah. given that advice by somebody who shall remain nameless and in the background who is a brilliant legal mind okay she, like i think it, we, re we referred to this person on our episode with danielle it, right? it was a still plan nameless. still nameless Yes, but it was a plan where yes. they're like, she, <laughs> Leslie, Leslie was told by this person, this is what you need to do. It's almost entrapment. It's not legally entrapment, but it's like, you've got to get somebody to tell you that they're not investigating the case. Start making calls. And Leslie was like, they, she went call after call after call after call until finally somebody said, Mrs. Meserol, nobody's investigating this case. It's closed. But I have. I have goosebumps up my spine. Like, I just, I just like this, this is what I love. You know, like when people are like, you know, what, what about it in, in true crime? And it's, it's the justice, right? Like, that's why I love to focus on the victims. You're, you're the same. And this, this shit right here, this is what gets me going and keeps me so into it this whole time. Because it's like, I don't know, there's something about sticking it to you when there's injustice going on. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The, uh, what was another one that I did also in New York state? Um, I wanted to do a foil. It doesn't matter what the details, but I wanted to do a foil. Um, and 
so I put in my foil. It was declined because I wasn't specific enough. Like we can't, we can't fulfill your request because when we do that search, the computer crashes. That was the, that was the claim. And, okay. So you okay. want me to narrow my request down. Is that correct? Yes. If you would please narrow it down, you got it. Okay. So then I was like, okay, well, there are this many people There are employees of the government. I think it was like 500 people and these are the date ranges. So I will do one for every person and every date within that range and send off to him 6,500 individual foils. There you go. There are 6,500 individual foils. Have at it. <laughs> Call me back. Mr. Fish, what is it that you really want here? I want you to do your job. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I love it. There is no one like you, Gavin. There really isn't. And like, uh, like who does this? This is why you're my favorite. And, and even, even just learning that about <laughs> How you driving into New York so you can record people yeah. and it can be legal. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I dude, it. I would get in so much trouble in the state of Pennsylvania. You cannot record without the other party right. knowing. In fact, I, uh, I just looked at a criminal complaint last week or maybe the week before where an inmate who was housed in a county jail in the state of Pennsylvania <laughs> this is a, this is like a stupid criminal moment here. This is, this is brilliant, but an inmate who was a habitual offender. He had been in and out of prison his whole life. He wanted to talk to like the chief of police and he wanted to talk to the district attorney and he wanted to talk to all these different people in town about his case, but he didn't want them to know that he was apparently that he didn't want them to know that he was currently in the jail. So he, um, okay. so he called, cause what happens when you call somebody from jail, it says an inmate from such and such prison is, you know, and so right. it announces yeah. you, that you, the you call? may yeah, be recorded. Yeah. Are you accepting this calling? Right. He didn't want them to have right, that recording. Right. So he called a friend who also was dumb enough to do this and that person, okay. and then did the three-way call. So he called the friend from jail and then that person called the chief of police Okay. and then okay. called the district attorney and then called all the, he made all these calls, 15 calls, something like that. And then the chief mm -hmm. of police, once he hung up, he's like, wait a minute. I seem to remember that one of my officers arrested him, starts looking him up. Hey, he's currently housed <laughs> in the, in the in jail. jail. And then he goes to the jail, the chief of police goes to the jail and finds the recordings of all of these calls that this inmate made, <gasps> new charges, one count for every single call. And so, and, oh, and cause it was recording. they're felonies, they're felonies. <gasps> so this guy who so probably was in jail for like 90 days or something like that, if he's convicted on these things, he's going to be many years in prison. So oh <laughs> you got to be careful gosh. about laws so like that. So you have right? to know what anybody listening right now that's like all like ready don't, to just go and record yeah, some phone calls. Please yeah, secretly look up record what you're people. doing. Yes, that's right. No. Go drive to New York. You'll <laughs> see Gavin law, in the, uh, at the border crossing. And don't think that you can just <laughs> Both say. Both feet over. Yeah. Don't think that you can just say, oh, I was, I was in New York at the time I made that call because you know that they're going to take checks, cell phone towers and all that stuff, right? You got it. Cell phone towers. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs>
that that is well, just Jennifer Backstrom. Amazing. She is my hero, and uh, I'm sorry that she, she is, is in that. Isn't she just? Uh... <sighs> I am too. I I don't know. I feel it though. She's one of those that um we've adopted you know like we have all of our we have our family and then we have our adopted adopted family along this journey and um i i know that um jennifer will be with us for the rest of time so, now especially until we get justice for her let me just understand this case she started mm -hmm. digging into an old cold case that somehow involved a a deputy sheriff, right? Yes. He was somehow involved. He he had made threats against this child's mother or something like that, right? So Essentially, yes. So it was her. It was her ex boyfriend, and he, and he was the chief of police. And so I, I I mean I I would have to go back into the documentary if anybody's listening and you want to learn more about this case. It is oh go my to, gosh. Go I to Cheryl's channel. Soft, She's got really a really good video. Yeah. 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 Okay. On Tehran's, yes, but um but in terms of, of Garrett Phillips, he's a little boy and so it was his yeah, his mom's oh. ex boyfriend is the chief of police. Where's that documentary? So Garrett Phillips. You can find that for free, I believe, on Amazon Prime or YouTube, I think even has it okay. for free. All right. So it's called Who Killed Garrett Phillips? So Garrett Phillips dies and there's this mystery concerning some type of corruption within this little town's because of this yes, guy. Yes, because they because they charged another ex-boyfriend of hers named Nick Hillary who was a black man. So she was white, Garrett's white, the chief of police is white and and her ex-boyfriend Nick Hillary who she did not have any issues with um became the prime suspect, went to jail. Uh, he a lot of people fought for him because there was absolutely no evidence that he was involved whatsoever. Was so he convicted? He has been released, but I, I don't think that the so I don't think the charges have been dropped. Yeah, he was in jail, and so he's yeah, he he went through trial. He was convicted. I I can't remember what he was sentenced to, but the he was now released. See, this is why I have to go back into that case. So he is released at this point, but from if I'm remembering this correctly. It, it could be like one of those stipulations where he's actually not completely um, absolved of, you know, the right. charges. Like there's, they're okay. They're not, they're, they're not investigating any further because they still feel like they had the right person. So Jennifer sees this, sees that it's a, a miscarriage of justice. Decides to start doing what she does. Right? She's protesting. She's yeah. making a stink. She's make. She's loud. Right? And they're not liking yeah. it. Yeah. And then the next thing yeah. she knows, and I know that I'm, uh, um, her son is dead in the company of a police informant. And the same guy yes, who was involved in Garrett's death is on scene when her, her son is killed. Yes, who had no, I mean, essentially he's the sheriff, but like, why would a sheriff ever come to a suicide call? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when all of those officers are coming, why would this sheriff that she's making us, you know, like that she's kind of putting some pressure on, um, like, and he wasn't even, it was, how was she explaining it? It was within, he was part of the next county or something. So I know like, I'm sure obviously he had like jurisdiction over everything, but really it should have just been 
within like the Potsdam. Yeah, yeah. So there's like unit, a city police right? within the county. Yes. Typically, the sheriff yes. will take care of the county and any place that's not incorporated yes. is a city, right? Yeah. So the sheriff shouldn't have necessarily even been there at all because the city police no. were already there. Exactly. There was two officers on scene. What the heck do they need? Do they need a sheriff for if you're going just to an overdose call? Yeah, that's that's definitely suspicious. And and it was never mentioned that he was there. This was not until Jennifer started really fighting for records that she found out. And I believe it was like on maybe her second or third request of, of asking for more stuff and calling up being like, okay, well, this is missing. Oh, who is this officer on the scene? And then finally she got all of the names that were there. Again, she's still missing statements, but that's when all of a sudden she noticed what the heck is John Jones doing at my son's call? <laughs> yeah. No. Can you so, imagine? You can't make this stuff up. Here's the thing. How do I? I've said this a million times before. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I I don't buy yeah. into crazy conspiracies. However, there are two caveats to this. Number one, conspiracies happen, and my exhibit A to that are the anti-conspiracy laws that are on the books. Right? If conspiracies weren't happening, we wouldn't have made laws. <laughs> they wouldn't be there against them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Number two, oftentimes there doesn't have to be a coordinated conspiracy if the incentives align. And that's a George Carlinism, right? You don't have to have a giant coordinated conspiracy. You just have to have a lot of people who have incentives that align. And then it, it you know, the. And there's that I think yeah I agree and I think there's also you know that um like what's between differentiating what's conspiracy and what's corruption you know right it's so easy to play off oh this is a conspiracy when it's like no bro that's corruption <laughs> what you're and doing is, is that little you town, have a motive Potsdam New York is so far north it's all it's along the Niagara River looks like. Is that the Niagara River up there? I can't remember, but it's it's nearly Montreal. It is in the middle of nowhere, New York. Um, yeah, the, the little towns in little out of the way places to me are just absolutely famous for good old boy networks and and that kind of corruption. Yeah. yeah. So. She's out of there now. I did ask in 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 my first time talking with her i said before we get started i've lost sleep over you <laughs> you know yeah. because i'm like we gotta get you out if you need to come stay with me in canada i have a room for you but she, yeah, so she's that's... out of there and that made me feel a lot better with her fight because i just uh and, I, and like you said i mean i don't want to go on a, a big conspiracy tangent here but when you know just just talking with her and when i'm like how did they even meet you know like it everything seemed so convenient that he met this girl in september and and just the way that that meeting happened like in in terms of like we still don't know like exactly at what point they met like where they met but how she came into his life and then all of a sudden it was just like this she had this like pull on him and had things over his head and were they cohabitating wanted, you know, there was he living there? So he, I think he was spending most of his time, yes, there, but not never like, okay, like we're, we're living together. All my stuff's here. I think that he was living with Jennifer, um, but, but kind of going, 
back yeah. and forth and spending time with her and stuff. So there, there would was be even one time in. No, so uh, yeah, I was just saying that there was one time where he didn't he um, Jennifer hadn't talked to him maybe like for a day or so and just checking in because because she was used to seeing him at the house and messaged because this because she, he was like impossible to get a hold of when all of a sudden he had this girl in his life and so Jennifer messaged the girlfriend on Facebook and was like um, hey you know where's ha, have you spoken to Tehran I haven't talked to him and she didn't reply and then all of a sudden replies and it's this like oh so you're hunting me down there's no 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 business of you messaging me unless it has to do with me and she was just like I was just asking well, I'm trying to find my son, son. Is. Yeah. Just trying to talk to him, just see what he's doing, a mom. Like, why does it have to be bad? You know, like, I don't know. The whole thing is just, it's so. I saw that in your video. I was like, that is just weird. That's like, that's like it somebody is. who doesn't have a grasp on reality. Th that response was some no. from somebody who doesn't have a grasp on reality. It's like, you don't understand that a mom who hasn't seen her son, it, the mom could be yeah. 90 and the son could be 70. It doesn't matter, right? If a mom doesn't yeah. know where her son is, she's going to want to find him. That's... Exactly. And just like, and, and, and why is it a, you know what I mean? Like even, that would even be like, just me, like checking, you know, like my mom calling Brent and being like, Hey, something's up with Sherilyn's phone. What are you guys up to? Miss Brent's you. Like, hey. You know, like, <laughs> even... yeah. why are you going to message me? Yeah. I'm like what? It's weird. Okay. I don't know. It was just it's just a weird reaction and it's all of these things that add up, right? Yeah. So for and then me look the, what happened? The most important thing is going to be that autopsy. And I'm not sure that I that I agree with what with the advice that she was given, it sounds like from the NAACP. I I don't know that that's necessarily the best advice, but it it right. seems like she is a conscientious person who is seeking advice and making yes. her decisions based on her own, uh, you know, her own thought processes. But yeah, well, and, 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 it, and we don't know where to start in this situation, right? Like, I wouldn't know what to do. I, I would just take every piece of advice. So I think that that's why I, maybe that's why I got goosebumps. Cause it's like, okay, can we get the answers like, or start this, this, this in a different path now, instead of exhuming him, because how painful is that? Whereas like, you know, now our first fight of you know this next stage is to get them to admit that this case is closed and give her the full report not two minutes of a of a 60 minute cam you know body cam footage and yeah. i mean i can't even imagine what is on the rest of that body cam footage that they didn't submit because when the piece that she did get was disturbing you saw the video if anybody's listening hadn't you see the officer walk into the bedroom Tehran is on the bed and he kind of nonchalantly goes over to try to resuscitate him give him cpr he's doing it on the bed with one hand like i i'm not even trained yeah to me that looked aid. like and i he know knew. that you go to me well, like yeah he checked his like, pulse you, he checked you, why even do that yeah and no, then it, just goes and oh go get the narcan like you move him on the floor at least make it look like you you tried to yeah, I'm agreeing get, with you. To me, it looked some... like a cursory, this is what I need to do in order to show on my body cam right. that I made an effort, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I checked, yeah. his, checked his pulse here, checked his, I know he's dead, but I'm going to go ahead and do yeah. compressions just so that it's on camera. It. I'm going to talk to, I've got yeah. a, um, I've got a, 
cousin who may as well be my brother, um, who is a fire captain out West. Uh, and he, the way he made it up through the ranks was as a firefighter EMT and as a paramedic and all that. So I'm going to ask him about that because he tells me stories sometimes yeah. where it's like, um, yeah, I just, eh, by the way, the, the comportment of that guy, the way you described it is nonchalant. It, I, I'm not totally arguing with that, but you do want somebody who can walk into a really, really terrible scene you're and right. be able yes. to just calmly and say, okay, this is, yeah. Yes. So it, it could be that he doesn't care or it could just be that he, he's keeping his composure. He already knew and yeah. that, and he's keeping his composure. That's fair. I like that you said that. I think yeah, I'm going to, so I'm going to call Scotter Bones and see what, uh, see what he thinks about that. I, Scotter Bones. Uh, <laughs> he's probably like, please don't put that anywhere on the internet. <laughs> 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 I'm a professional. People like me and respect me. Why would you do that? That's, All of his coworkers just dude. Okay, here's here's something, and I'm sorry to belabor this, but when we were in uh, Minnesota, I won't I won't say the word, but uh, when we were in Minnesota, your mom has a little pet name for you. That is the cutest yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and every time she said it, I was like, this is best mom ever. Best mom ever. That is the cutest thing. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I, don't just care. I don't care me. if everybody knows. I don't care if everybody knows it because yeah, if you were ever to see us in public, I don't if I don't even know when my mom has ever called me Sherilyn. Like I've got to be in a lot of shit or she's and, and she, even if she's referring to me to other people. She calls me Newt, yeah. right? Or nudie. <laughs> or neuter. <laughs> oh, so neuter. it's like, <laughs> so it's like she'll be like, oh, and then you know she's sitting there folding laundry with, with Nancy and being like, oh, I wonder, I'm gonna go visit Gavin and Nudie out there. I'm going to go see what they're up to. I do that with there. my kids. Nudie. Our oldest, our daughter is is just smoo to me. Smoo. And uh oh, I it, love that. it started with smoochy. Sometimes I say smoochy, but it's usually just smoo. Hey smoo, how you doing? How's school going? And then <laughs> I love um nicknames. our fourth child, our youngest son, he uh he's lemon. And he hates it. He just hates <laughs> being called lemon, but I, I'm sorry. I get to call you what I call. I I brought you into this world. There. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I, but I named, was part of it. I could have named you Lemon. You, <laughs> yeah, be, you better so, be excited that you're not named Lemon. And he's he's <laughs> like trying. How about how about you call me something cooler? Call me Red. No, I'm not gonna call you Red Lemon. I'm I'm gonna call you Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you can't you can't choose your own nickname. That's not the it's way It's like when you're works. like a fighter, you know, like your moniker is has to be given to you by somebody else. You can't just choose who you want to be. That's right. Fighter pilots don't get they don't choose their call signs, right? You don't you don't get that. So anyway, when no. your when your mom was calling you that, I thought that was the cutest thing ever. That was so adorable. <laughs> Just melted me. So cute. Oh, I love that. I forgot. I, I forget that people are like don't know that that's like what she called and like what that must sound like to <laughs> to other people. There was a moment where we okay. were in we were in like the landmark center there in downtown Minneapolis and I don't know what 
you said or did, but it was, she had a moment where she was just, she was just disappointed in that moment. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, neuter. That's a great place to leave everybody. Me too. Thanks for watching, everyone. We love you. We'll see you in the next episode. All right. Stay tuned yeah. for uh, uh, ooh. updates here. Yeah. We, well, I'll just keep going on and on. We have a cool next episode after this one, too. You guys are going to Very. Yes. Yes. Okay. So stay tuned. Subscribe, like, do all of the stuff. Share with your veterinarians, your dog walkers, your neighbors, aunts, uncles, beauticians. We need the, we need, we, we need, we need the support. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.